0: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Car Stuff, I'm Ben, and I'm Scott, and we've got Noel, our super producer on the ones and twos as always, Scott, before we get into today's episode, I have a very important question for you. Oh, what's that? Are are you fairly familiar with Star Trek?
2: Uh, no, not at all. Not at all? Not at all. Wow. I don't know if I've ever watched one complete episode of Star Trek,
1: I've but, seen parts of it. But you're aware of like the characters? Sure. Okay. Uh, who do you think you would be in Star Trek? I'm making this very difficult on you, aren't I? No, no. This is actually this is way more fun. Oh, uh, um,
2: Captain Kirk, maybe. I Captain don't know. Kirk is that one? Is yeah, that one? Yeah, you hit the nail Great. on the
1: head. Captain Spock. I'm just kidding. I said that. I said that just to make people angry. Um, the reason that <laughs> I the reason that I ask is because now I'll date myself a little bit here, but when I was a kid, one of the most Fascinating shows that I didn't like as much when I was an adult, but as a kid, I loved Star Trek Mm -hmm. because of all the futuristic stuff they could do. They could teleport, they had phasers, Mm -hmm. they had a spaceship,
2: of course. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm aware of like all the pop culture stuff that goes along with Star Trek. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the show itself, but I do know. Some of the stuff that's happened there and, and a lot of it's from here because there's a lot of fans here in the office. Yeah. And we've even got articles about Star Trek technology that's now in, in use in real life. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So yeah, I know a little bit about the pop culture stuff, but what's uh what what was your favorite gadget on Star Trek,
0: do you think?
1: Oh man. Uh or do you have a favorite? I think I think I've gotta say it's the teleporter. Which the effect looks so dated now in the original Star Trek, sure, but it blew my mind. Well, it would be really cool, and I know, I you know what? We know that they're working on it
2: somewhere. Someone is working on teleportation, right? And there've been there weren't even rumors about that Iron Butterfly guy. Uh, the drummer, is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. there's kind of like an urban legend, uh, I don't know if that's that's the right way to say, a myth maybe, mm-hmm. uh, about him working on that and then he disappeared or something. You know, there, there's some, there's something to that, take a look into it. Okay, but, uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, on the case. That's a fascinating story, it was several years ago, but um, enough to make people raise their eyebrows.
1: And so here is where we start, I'm sorry, where I get, oh, by way of a long segue to the point of our show, uh, which is that, One of the reasons science fiction is so popular and has been for so long is that everybody loves the idea of this living in the future, this future technology. I mean, if you think about it, the pace of technology is only increasing. What would, you know, what what would... Previous generations have thought about just the smartphones that you and I have in the studio now. Oh, sure. And, you know,
2: CES is going on right now Mm -hmm. as we speak uh, when we're recording this. And we don't even know what's coming out of there right now because it's like literally the first day of the thing. So uh, so we'll find out what's happening in about a week from now when Jonathan comes back to report for tech stuff, right? yeah, we have a mole yeah CBS. yeah we do, we definitely do <laughs> uh, yeah, so um I don't know people are fascinated with this stuff, the technology, the gadgets mm-hmm. the uh you know and a lot of people are just gadget people, they have to have the latest and greatest toys and stuff like that, right right, and I guess if you wanted if you had the money to do something like this, you could be um a car gadget person if you um, had to scratch if you did because cars come with a, an incredible array of of gadgetry now of of mm-hmm. fun toys of tech toys it's almost always tech stuff right it's not really anything that's uh that's like uh low tech really it's always <laughs> right. high tech stuff yeah i mean it seems to be the way that it's going um but but there's uh, new cars that are just loaded with this stuff and then there's the rest of us that have kind of the older outdated cars <laughs> like you and i have right i mean. I mean, I don't mean to. Be I object to the term outdated. Well, I don't mean to be disparaging to the Monte Carlo. I know your uh, your your love affair with that. Vehicle, That's right? true. You. Yeah. But, um, and and I like my car a lot as well, but it has very few amenities, very few luxuries, Bells and whistles. Yeah, very few, very few. I mean, very very limited. So um, we're going to talk today about a way to maybe make our cars uh, a little bit more like the the new
1: cars. Right. Yeah. What if you cannot afford? a uh, Tesla Roadster. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, again, we say this as two guys who officially work down the street from a Tesla dealership. (laughs) That's right. And, you know, this
2: comes from this Popular Mechanics article, and that's exactly what they're saying, is that if you can't afford a Tesla, these are five ways to make your car feel like a car from the future. You know, this uh, this is the modern technology that you can add on to your older vehicle. Now, I've done a couple of things here that we need to talk about one or two more things before we jump into our list. And it's only, a sh- it's a short list of five. Sure. Um, a couple things that I've done here. I've, uh, I've totaled the cost of all this together. So um, all the objects on our list here, if we, if we were to do all five of these things, it would cost you. And don't, don't choke on this number because I'll tell you something in just a moment. That'll, that'll discount some of this. Okay. If you did all five things on our list today, it would cost you $11,597.94. That's the total cost. Without taxes and all that I could buy so many Tata Nanos. (laughs) But the thing is, one item on our list is $10,000 that we're going to get to. So if you take that out of the equation here, uh, you're left with a total of about $1,597.94. Now, I understand that's still a lot of money, but you're talking about taking a car that's maybe a decade old and Mm -hmm. adding some of this new technology that we're going to talk about here today and making it have just the the latest cutting-edge technology stuff that you could really use every day on the way to and from work or um, in some cases diagnostics, Um, just all kinds of things that we're going to talk about, interesting stuff. And maybe the last thing I need to say is that when we talk about these, we're not selling any of these
1: items. Oh, yes, very important. We are not plugging these uh, we are giving you our honest opinions. Yeah, these
2: are not sponsors. We're not getting anything from the makers of these products or anything like that. But as we read through some of the information here, it's, you know, it's, it's coming from their websites. It's going to sound a little bit like ad speak or marketing <laughs> speak. <laughs> right, yeah. We don't intend it to be that way because we're just telling you the features or benefits of each product according to that manufacturer and according to, you know, some outside reviewers that have looked at some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But we haven't personally reviewed any of these. Um, just, you know what? Before we even begin, yes, we have watched videos of of all of these, right? Right. Every single one of these, yep. And I've been almost completely swayed across the board that I need all five of these in my car now.
1: I mean, there's really? there's some amazing technology. Yeah, but there there's some constraints. I'm I'm mostly on board. There's one that I just don't think is really? necessary. Well, it'll
2: be interesting as we go through to uh, to find out which one that is. There's there's <laughs> one that um, is out of my reach by. By all means, I mean that's the uh, the number one thing on our list here. But we'll start at number five. Yeah, and it's a it's a low end item, I guess you can say. It's it's about a hundred bucks. It's ninety nine mm-hmm. ninety five, mm-hmm. and it's called automatic.
1: Automatic. I'm just going to go ahead and say this is awesome. I like it. I think more cars should have something like this in the beginning. Um It's kind of like a Fitbit. Or whatever for your car, Fitwit mm-hmm. or whatever they're called. Yeah, I agree. This is a, this is one that I like as well. I think it's, this is a, a good device to have. Yeah, it's a diagnostic tool. It plugs into your car's computer and it just constantly runs numbers and data. You know, RPM, average MPG, and it starts to advise you on driving habits for various goals, like saving money in gas, or if you wanted to get better performance out of your car. It will help you with, uh, things like when shifting is best, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. I, I think this is smart. And it also, for those of you who don't like to dig around under the hood, it will also just tell you why your check engine light is on. Yeah, that's maybe one of the coolest
2: features. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Cause, uh, you know, as we get to some of the benefits of this thing, I mean, right. uh, this thing, one thing that it does is it monitors your car's health as you drive. And if the check engine light comes on, it will Right, it'll instantly notify, uh, notify you via your cell phone what's wrong with your car. I mean, whether it's a loose gas cap, whether it's a knock sensor, whether right. it's, uh, you know, some other emissions control problem, whatever's going on, it will tell you on your smartphone what the code is and recommend how you fix that. I mean, it's really cool. And maybe the best part about this whole thing, Ben, yeah. is that when you're done with whatever, you know, the problem was, you fix whatever it was, you can clear the code with this. So you can use your smartphone. Now, to clear the check engine light code in your car, which you've never been able to do before. You had to have never. one of those scan tools that you had to buy at, you know, Pep Boys or sure. AutoZone or wherever. Yeah. And they're kind of expensive. This is just, I mean, I know this is 100 bucks, but this does other things as well. It's not just a scan tool. So I was really excited about that feature when I heard about it. This and, is something that you could get. and And I'm not. And I'll tell you right up front, you know, this looks a lot like those, uh, those tattletale devices, as I call them, uh, <laughs> that, you know, you can get from Progressive or Geico or
1: whoever. I don't yeah. know who sells them, but, or who promotes these, but. You're talking about the ones that report to insurance companies. Yeah,
2: you plug them into your diagnostic, uh, port, which is the same thing you do with this. You plug into your right. diagnostic port. Yeah. And, you know, this one is different, but the ones from the insurance company, they're monitoring you. They're telling, they're, they're, it's kind of a tattletale, really. I mean, it that's the way tally- I
1: see it. Well, the The idea is you're exchanging some of your privacy in hopes of, uh, achieving some sort of discount on your insurance. This is not the case with automatic. No, this is This is up to you.
2: This is, this is something that reports to your own smartphone. It's linked together wirelessly with your smartphone. And supposedly it makes you, you know, it's, it's considered safer, more efficient, fun driving, I guess is how they, they say it. Um, but, you know, you have mentioned that you can monitor your car's health, right? It also can provide fuel savings. I think you said something about that, right? Because it, right, it, yeah. it gives you kind of a report on your driving, uh, you know, like if you start off from the line too fast, you know, red light or whatever. Um, if you're braking too hard, if you're, uh, you know, just overall accelerating when you don't need to be accelerating, if you're, you know, going downhill or something. Yeah. Um, it'll give you a, a driving score i guess and i think you can work on that score a lot like you know the the hybrid cars do that you know what they they have like the the displays that you know will grow the vine um even more if you're if you're doing a good job of you know uh, saving fuel or whatever yeah yeah It, it becomes kind of a game and i i understand why people really kind of uh kind of like
1: that However, this does not work for all cars. We need to point that out. Yeah. Well, uh, what, 96 and above? 1996, vehicles purchased in the U.S. only, and it doesn't support diesel or electric.
2: Okay, so diesel and electric are out, but the 96 and above thing, that has to do with the OBD2
1: standards. When it became standard.
2: Yeah, because otherwise you won't have the, the proper diagnostic port to plug into, and that's the only reason that it won't work with your vehicle. I'm sure there's maybe some other... Um, vehicles that it won't work with, but uh, we're not really going to get into all that right, right now. Right, right, right. One thing, or two more quick things about this. Um, it knows where you parked. So when you, when you park, um, let's see, let's see, you park at the mall and you forgot where you parked. Um, you can just check your smartphone. It'll tell exactly where your car is. Or, and this is the, the kind of unusual situation that they said in the, uh, they had in the, uh, the demo video is that a family could use this for car sharing the same vehicle. Oh, so yeah. so you link to uh, – or even, I guess, friends could do this if you trusted your friends enough with your car, right? Eh. Um, you park the car, and it knows where it's parked. But if you had somebody else that was uh, linked into the same system, mm-hmm. they know where your car is as well. So uh, if you're going to do a car-sharing thing with friends or with family, they know where it is at all times.
1: It's uh, It's actually a good way to do that. And you can visit their website to see more information about the security, the encryption, and the process itself mm-hmm. because – not to sound paranoid but i personally it's interesting to me that you say if you trust your friends with your car sure linking your car to your smartphone is potentially uh, something that could get ugly
2: i see okay i see where you're going i understand so, if you store personal information in your in your s- a smartphone
1: mm-hmm. then that's
2: possible then it's possible for somebody else to access that information through this is what you're saying.
1: Maybe. Well, I don't know if that's possible. That's I, a really good question. But uh, it's it's simply that putting a device that has the ability to be accessed wirelessly in your car um, means that it is potentially possible for anybody to access that door.
2: Okay. Well, we know this thing puts out a GPS signal because there's another feature here that I think is pretty good. It's a good yeah. safety feature. Um, it's something. Uh, it's called Crash Alert, and Crash Alert is just what it sounds like. I mean, if it's in, if it's able to get a GPS signal out, um, it can notify nine one one or first responders or um, you know any type of other authorities as needed if it can get a signal. And I think that's only in the United States at this point, mm-hmm. but um, it does have that. So, so you're right. It does. Uh, it, it does have the potential for uh, tracking. I suppose. I yeah. Mean, if you're if you're leery of that kind of thing. That could be a problem. But um overall, I mean I gotta say I, I I think this is a pretty good
1: device. Yeah, I'm on board with it. It looks uh it looks great, it seems useful. Uh this is one of the ones that I wholeheartedly approve of.
2: I, I gotta say, I think that the, the best part about this whole thing is that check engine light decoder and you know <laughs> that that you can find out immediately what's going on with it, you know, what's what's happening with your car. And I don't think it's just a check engine light. I'm I'm guessing that it's other codes as well. Yeah, I mean it's plugged right into the port there. It should be able to do that. But I really, really like the idea that you can clear it with your smartphone now instead yeah. of having to buy a tool, you know, hundred and fifty dollars or whatever they cost right. now. I don't yeah. remember even that more. That only the, does that. Even much more in some cases. Yeah. So that's a, that's pretty cool. So let's move on to number
1: four on the list. Oh, here. I'm excited about this one, Scott. The Navdy. N a v d y. Yes. N a v d y is how you spell Navdy, and that's how they say it. Navdy. It's a
2: strange name, I know, but this is a cool. Cool device. I, I really like this one as well. It's like Minority
1: Report in your car.
2: Yeah, and if you get on board uh, right now, well, you know what? Maybe it's already too late. I am going to say if you get on board right now, but they were talking about pre-orders happening for about $299, but now I believe in 2015 I think you're going to have to pay the uh, the $499 uh, because that's when it's scheduled to launch is early 2015. So this is a brand new thing. Yeah, And, um, boy, I mean, I guess let's let's just face it. This is what this is all about. Distracted driving.
0: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
3: Get emotional with me, Ravi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry.
0: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a way to
2: prevent distracted yeah. driving, and I, I can look at this a couple of different ways because it's now putting all that information right in front of you, whereas before. If you're the kind of person that could ignore your phone, you know, if you could just set it down and set it, or put it in your pocket and ignore it, maybe you we're better off. I don't, I don't know. OK, yeah. But here's the thing.
1: Couldn't this also be seen itself as a distraction? That's what I'm getting at is yeah. that
2: if you can, if you can, um, you know, ignore your phone, because I can completely ignore my phone. I, I put it in my pocket. I put it in my book bag or whatever right. and, and drive home. I don't even think about looking at it for a phone call, text, anything like that. Nothing but other people if they hear that little buzz or they they you know feel you know they they hear the tone they have to look at what it is it's, it's like it's an a, addiction it's a compulsion they have to do that right mm-hmm. so this is a this is a heads up display that puts everything right in front of the driver now you may think that's a terrible idea but it has a really good purpose i think i think that it's it's really well thought out in the way that they did this thing and and there's some really neat features to it too that make it um just
1: i don't know step above um, you know, some of the other stuff that I've seen, even the in-car, the built-in stuff. Right. There's a lot of streamlining and simplification yeah. that narrows down that distraction factor. Uh, what we're talking about, a 5.1-inch screen, right? Mm-hmm. And it syncs with your smartphone, so you can answer calls, send text, check your MPG, and uh, you can do all that while you're driving. It's so also navigation. You it's can... also navigation. Yeah. You yeah, should say that.
2: So navigation is right there in front of you. And we said it's a heads-up display. It's a lot like the ones that pilots use when they're trying to land the airplane so you know it's it's a safe device mm-hmm. and it's something that you know you can keep your eyes on the road and have you ever driven a car with a, a heads-up display at all any kind of like no uh, I've,
1: driven... I've, I've sat shotgun in one
2: okay so there's uh there's you know different um different levels of this yeah, yeah different approaches to this whole thing and these go way back i mean i i think that fighter i want to say that um you know some of the fighter jets from back in the 1950s, I believe, used them. Right. Um, There was also the first, if you want to talk about the first heads-up display um, that ever was in a production vehicle, I believe, comes from, and I I think this is right, it was um, in a General Motors product. It was in a 1988 Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme, I believe. It was just the miles per hour readout, and uh, I believe... Maybe the turn signals, something like that were indicated on the screen in front of you. It was a projector that projected onto the front windshield. Yeah. And, uh, it just allowed you to keep, you know, your eyes on the road. And that's exactly what Navdi does. I mean, I know we're sounding like we're selling it again here, uh, but we kind of are because this is so cool. You get to keep your eyes on the road. It's mm-hmm. this projector set up. It's very small. I mean, the guy. Who is demoing this thing, puts it up on top of the dash, right in front of the driver. Right, yeah. uh, the projector actually shoots towards the, towards the driver and then it's reflected back up onto the screen. Mm-hmm. This, this trans uh, transparent screen. Um, but the, the, maybe one of the cooler things is that the way they've done this is that you don't have to shift your focus from the road to the device all that much because the projection, um, it, it replicates or imitates the display as if it were two meters out in front of you. Yes. So, so even yeah. though it's, it's within arm's reach, It looks like
1: it's two meters out ahead of you. Right, which they found was the ideal viewing distance. It also has a noise-canceling microphone, and it responds to audio commands, so you can say, you know, read that text message to me. And now, for the coolest feature of all, maybe, it responds to hand gestures. What? That's yeah. why we said minority reports. Yeah,
2: hand gestures. How cool is that? So so let's say that um you know, I, I forget what the example was in the uh in, in this that let's say a phone call comes in and uh-huh. you you see on the screen it'll pop up, you know, like who who's calling. So you can give, you know, a thumbs up. And it will, you know, accept the phone call, or you can just kind of wave your hand over, you know, to one side or the other, mm-hmm. and it will, uh, will dismiss that call or put it on, you know, into, uh, voicemail, whatever right, you want. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, you can use the, uh, the audio prompts, I guess, so that, so you could send out tweets or whatever way you're, while you're driving, which I think some people might love. Um, just, it, it's really, really cool. So you can do phone calls, text, you can play music, tweets, mm-hmm. navigation, all this stuff is, is available. And really, it, it seems so logical when you watch the guy using it. It seems like something that a lot of people could use because I
1: constantly see people still texting and driving. It's, um, yeah, it's an intuitive interface. One thing that could be a disadvantage for people who are also excited about our previous entry, the automatic, is this. You guys, you have to make a decision because the NavDee plugs into the OBD2 port as well. Mm, okay, so it's uh, it connects wirelessly your smartphone again
2: right yes and so again it's the same traps i guess right So you need a burner yeah i have <laughs> a burner that's right that's how many times does that come up even today we've talked about burners <laughs> a couple times already
1: burners are our new end
2: joke uh, right? I, I think it is yeah so the the thing about this is that it's all designed around the driver which is really cool i mean it, it, mm-hmm. it allows you to do exactly what they say that it does with uh, with very simple voice prompts, with very simple hand gestures. I'm sure it's easy to learn. Yeah, um,
1: and more and more cars are going to have this stuff as the years go on.
2: Maybe one of the only, and I don't even know if this is a downside or not, Ben, but mm. maybe, it's, maybe it's a plus, but it works with a specific set of apps. You have to download their apps in order to make all this work. Right. And I don't know if that's a problem or not. I don't think it is. I mean, because I guess they would be continually updating them and, and making them work even better. Um, that's the thing with these wireless systems that we're going to talk about today. All of these things are upgradable. I mean, it seems like you could just download the upgrade, and that's the way it works. If they're going to allow that, in many cases or in most cases, uh-huh. um, I think I've seen a few people or a few manufacturers mention that some of these devices are upgradable, and uh, you can, you know, let's say that you get the uh, the latest version of the software. Simple as uh, you know, connecting to your, you know with your smartphone, downloading the latest app, and, and away it goes. Right, fixes yeah. whatever
1: problem was there. Next on our list. I think is, um, I don't know, man. It's, I get it. It's useful, but it doesn't excite me as much.
2: Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Ben. I'm not, I'm not terribly excited by it. It's, it's not brand new technology by any, by any means, but. It's good technology. And what I do like about it is that it's,
1: it's got this giant screen. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the Magellan wireless backup camera.
2: Yeah. Now this is $149.99. That's, which the, is pretty reasonable, actually. That, that really is. And, and it's, it's pretty interesting in that, you know, it works with, uh, I believe it works with the Magellan navigation devices, right? So you get the big seven inch. Magellan nav- navigation screens, and, and you know, it works with that system. You hook into that system to allow this backup camera system to uh, to operate. And it, it provides you with a very clear view of what's behind you. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. We all know about this, right? But its main purpose is for safety, you know, children, pets, even some adults, I guess, that don't really know, you know, to watch out when a car has got its reverse lights on or right. to sit down behind a, a car that's parked. That's not an, ever a good idea. Um, the secondary use, I guess, would be for parking, you know, like parallel parking or pulling into your garage, maybe even in some uh-huh. cases, or, yeah. you know, backing up to something that you, uh, maybe a trailer, uh, something like that. I, I, there's a lot of maybe, um, secondary uses that I'm maybe not even thinking of here. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: if you use paper, you're a human, but if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. someone who lives a paper based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash
3: Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Uh, this is where it's going to sound a little bit, uh,
1: bit marketing, right? Yeah. I guess because we checked out some of the stuff about yeah. them.
2: All right, so uh, you know what they say is that it has a slim design compared to other systems because we know that other companies offer wireless backup systems, but um, this one mounts the top of your license plate, and it has what's kind of nice is that it has a clearance area. I mean, it's very low profile. So that if you have a latch like I have on my uh, my hatchback, uh-huh. uh, if I were to mount this to the top of my license plate, um, a normal system would obstruct that latch. Well, this one is is thin enough, I guess, that it doesn't get in the way of that that, that latch system. If you have that kind of setup, right. Um, it also has a 45 degree adjustment range. That means that you can position the lens up or down. If you have a very tall SUV compared to like my car, the kind of a low compact hatch, um, I wouldn't have to adjust it at all. But somebody with a very tall SUV or a truck. Might have to angle that down a little bit to see what's right below the bumper. Um, and also, it has a, well, this is pretty good, a 45 foot transmission range. So it can be used, you know, at the back of an RV or a, a you know, I guess, a, a long car <laughs> in some cases. Maybe not 45 feet uh-huh. you know, car, but um, uh, you know, it, uh, maybe say a truck or a van or, sure. you know, if you're trying to you know, put it on the back end of a small trailer, maybe. I'm trying to think of all the different uses for this Ben. I mean, mm-hmm. 45 feet away is a long way away, so that's pretty cool. It's dustproof. It's waterproof. Um, it's it's really uh, honestly, this is a uh, this is kind of like the the top end right now for what's available out there. I believe for the backup cameras. I mean, it, it really has right. a lot of great features.
1: Yeah, you're right, and I think that this is similar to Navd in that increasingly in the future we're going to see cars that just have these
2: yeah and they already do in a lot of cases i i know that these are add-ons for older vehicles so like you and i could could add this onto our car and it would be like one of the you know modern features Mm -hmm. we're talking about that's kind of the whole point of this podcast but i know that you know manufacturers are starting to build these things in as standard features now it's it's not even an optional equipment at, at some point
1: i just see us in you know 18 years explaining to some kid that the way you saw behind you in a car was through this mirror. that was on the windshield. Yeah. And they'll uh, they'll have to say, what? Why were you doing that? And we'll say, well, back then we used to drive cars ourselves. Why don't you just use the cameras? (laughs) Why don't you just use the cameras? Get the (laughs) robot. Yeah, Yeah, good point. Why
2: do you even have to drive? That's the other, that's the other thing is I would have to explain to them how to actually drive. Okay. And the other thing is that, um, setup for this whole thing was we mentioned it's, it's yeah it's sort of wireless i mean we said that it's got a 45 foot um 45 foot range right right transmission range that means from the camera to the receiving device at the front of the vehicle so um the installation is basic but not simple so um a pro installation is recommended if you're not one to really kind of tinker around with stuff like this if you're not you're not you know um i guess capable of drilling holes in your car and you know the in the trunk area sure. and then and then routing the wires because i think it has to go to the the taillight assembly. That's where it connects in. And, uh, if you're not really comfortable with something like that, you might want to get it professionally installed. So the cost might go up a little bit, but roughly about 150 bucks and you can have a, a really good backup camera system as long as you've got a Magellan,
1: um, navigation device to go along with it. Right. That's a disadvantage yeah. too. What if you just want the camera? Yeah. But let's move to our next one. I think we're at number two now, Scott. Yeah. Number two. And this is, uh, this is a pretty good one too.
2: This is called, uh, the Mobile i560. And the Mobile i560 is a little bit expensive. Um, it is $849. But what
1: it does is pretty incredible. Yeah. This thing reads traffic signs. Yeah. It reads speed limit signs and it helps you stay below the limit. Now it can't control your speed like a cruise control would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it will tell you, uh, you know, like Noel Brown, you are driving. Five miles over, mm-hmm. or something like that. yeah. It yeah.
2: Uh, it 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 scans the road, determines the correct speed. It tells you that you're uh, you're going too fast. It also sees pedestrians and other vehicles. Um, it will alert you if. Uh, oh, you know what, it's funny? I was watching the demo video for this whole thing, and uh, for this this mobile i five sixty. And the uh, driver that they used, he was like the most distracted driver ever. Of course, because he's got to, <laughs> he's got to uh, you know demo these five different scenarios or four different scenarios or whatever. Um, where, you know, he, he's looking over in the passenger seat for something, fumbling with something, looks at, you know, takes his eyes off the road for just a second. And right yeah. at that point, that's when the car in front of him hits the brakes. Yep. And you know what? That happens all the time. I that mean,
1: happens it, so
2: often. It does happen. I mean, you can just look away for a second or two and the car in front of you brakes. And before you know it, you're in a panic situation where you got to stop quick. You have to stop quickly. So this alerts you to, you know, get your eyes back on the road immediately because it gives you an audible alert. Right. That says, and, and a little icon that says, you know, maybe a vehicle's in front of you or something like mm-hmm. that. A, a car, uh, profile is shown. And then there's another one for the same type of thing, but with pedestrians. So there's a, you know, a little picture of a person in front of you. And, yeah. you know, in the scenario that, that they kept playing over and over and over again was that, you know, he just looks away for just a second, you know, whether it's to adjust something down, you know, like the, um, I don't know, just something a setting on the uh sure. the AC system or Maybe whatever. Maybe just
1: change the radio.
2: Yeah, change the radio or to uh you know look for something in his uh, his bag over here on the passenger seat, but that was always when something would happen. So it was either traffic, uh, it was a pedestrian, uh, um, lane departure. Yeah, the lane departure thing is really cool. This so, is
1: great because a lot of people actually microsleep when they drive too long and uh that's a scary thing that can happen. Microsleep yeah. When you, when you fall asleep just for a second mm-hmm. or two, uh, I, okay. Long story short, right? One of the first girls I ever, uh, convinced to date me. Thank God she had low standards, right? <laughs> she lived all the way on the other side of town. Now I'm from Ellenwood, Stockbridge area, which is south of Atlanta and she was in the Alpharetta area, okay. which is north of Atlanta. That's a long commute. Oh, man! And I had such a crush on her. I used to drive back and forth all the time, man, and gas was much cheaper than, of course, because I'm old and uh and one of the one of the most dangerous situations I've been in was uh microsleep because mm-hmm. I would go go there and try to hang out with her and still have to go to school the next morning and stuff like that. and I was driving home one time, and I swerved off the road mm-hmm. uh simply because. I had without meaning to or even knowing about it, I have fallen asleep for a second. And that's something that can happen to people who drive um in, in much more long haul environments like truckers of course. We've got some uh truck drivers listening now and uh this this is something that you have to watch out for. It can sneak up on you. So I think that's from a safety perspective, I think mobile eye is one of the most valuable things on this list sure i agree this is uh well man that's a dangerous situation you were just
2: describing there love is a powerful thing isn't it ben (laughs) wow man 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 long commute i'm just thinking about that uh you know like different times a day like the travel and the
1: traffic and everything you had to deal with Uh, oh that's incredible all right so she had to deal with me though. That's yeah. probably
2: the worst part. <laughs> That's the whole downside. Of That's the downside of this whole story. But the,
1: the traffic recognition is cool. Oh, you yeah. should also mention that they, uh, they do intelligent high beam control. Yeah,
2: that and also, um, kind of a, uh, a speed dependent, uh, cruise control thing, but yeah. not actually cruise control. This just tells you if you're getting a little too close to the car in front of you. Yeah. So you set the distance that you determine to be a, a safe distance. And it will alert you when you can, you know, go beyond that limit. So when you cross that threshold. So this has a lot of good features. And I mean, I know it's kind of expensive, but think about this. I mean, let's say that you and I are adding this to our cars that are now a decade old, right? We've got cars that are 10 years old now at this point. And we add something like this. These are features that are on, you know, cars from that are, you know, 2014, 2015, you know, lane departure. Um, you know, these, uh, these systems that alert you if something is crossing in front of the vehicle. Um, you know, sort of, sort of the dynamic cruise control, but not really exactly that. I mean, it's, right. it's alerting you. It's not actually actively taking control. Um, but the high beam feature, that's really cool. I know that's an old tech, old, old technology, but, um, yeah. to, for something that you can just add onto your car and, and have it do that, that's
1: really interesting. That's a cool thing. $900 though.
2: Yeah. I know that's expensive. I get it, but just think, I mean, it really does pay off for a lot of people, especially. You, you know, we, we just mentioned distracted driving and how many sure. people are still texting and how many people are still doing all that. Right. If they got this system, if they had this system in their car, no matter what your car this is, I don't know if it works with, you know, 96 and above or whatever. I'm not sure if yeah. it's, it's one of those things. Um, I, I think that this could really pay off for some people.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. We should also say that, that high beam control requires additional hardware. Mm-hmm. So it's an add-on cost there, too. Oh, okay. But I am... I'm really excited about this last one. Yeah. This is the one that, this is the one that you said was out of your reach for numerous levels. I'm in the same boat, but I don't want it. I think the technology is neat, but I would never spend this amount of money on this thing.
2: Well, I don't think I would either. This is, we're talking about, um, a system called simply cruise. Mm -hmm. It's called cruise and it is 10 dollars. Now, this is the uh, the big one that we mentioned on the list. It's it's our number one item on here. It's, it's basically turning your vehicle into an autonomous vehicle.
1: Yeah, uh, not completely autonomous, but nearly autonomous because it can do things like, uh, let's see, it'll keep you in your lane. Mm-hmm. It'll maintain your speed. It'll keep a safe following distance from other cars on the road. What this means is that you could turn on cruise if you're driving the right car, which we're about to talk about, and just kick back and relax. Yeah, so it's what
2: uh, I think they're calling it semi-autonomous at this yeah, point, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of the uh, the workaround for manufacturers to say, well, you still have to have a driver in the driver's seat, but it can really do this on its own if if you let it go. I mean, we've we've talked about that in the past with I think it was Mercedes and maybe even General Motors, you know, the Cadillac that's going to be coming out, that's the uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the autonomous vehicles or the semi-autonomous vehicles, as they say. Um, the problem with this right now, though, Ben, is that it only works with a certain type of vehicle, and that is a uh, restriction that they're working on overcoming at this point, point. and I think that they're going to probably within this year. But as of right now... This system, this cruise system, only works with 2012 or later Audi A4 and S4 cars. Right. So if you drive an Audi A4 or an S4 from 2012 all the way through 2015, um, you are eligible, I guess, or, or uh, able to purchase the cruise system and have it work. If you drive any other vehicle at this
1: point... It's no good to you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but, but they're working on it. Yeah, they are working on expanding to other vehicles. It does make sense because building a system like an add-on autonomous car, that that's amazing, okay. you know? And that's
2: one thing that the, the, the founder, the CEO of Cruise said, you know, his name is Kyle Vogt. Right. And he had worked in the past on other autonomous vehicle projects. You know, yeah. He, he had other experience with this and he worked i think it was like seven years ago he said in the video that he worked on this uh, he, yeah he
1: was uh mit undergrad and he he even did the darpa challenge oh
2: darpa challenge okay very yeah. good so he's got great experience with this right i mean so but he had a fr- he had a little bit of frustration with the systems that they were that they were designing and developing and he said that they were just too expensive they were too bulky they used way too much power when you uh when you tried to install them on a regular car you know a regular ah, in quotes car yeah Um, but that's not the case anymore. They're able to do all this without, you know, all these restrictions. It's not too big. It's not too expensive. Well, $10,000 is pretty expensive. But when you think about the, um, the Google driving cars that we've talked about so many times, you know, that that rig on that vehicle costs $75,000. I think we've talked about that in uh, an episode late in 2014. Yeah. We we talked about the price. It's $75,000 on top of the price of the car for that, for the Google driving gear, that goes on top of that vehicle to make it autonomous. This is a $10,000 system. So, so
1: comparatively, you're actually saving some, some cheese. There. You really are.
2: I mean, I, I know it's tough to sell something to somebody that's $10,000 and it only works on, you know, these specific vehicles. I mean, you can buy a pretty good used car for $10,000. Yeah, I guess so. And if you're you know, if you're in the position where, like, you would really like this and you want to get an, an Audi, mm-hmm. um you know, an A4 right now, I just looked at some prices. If you go back to 2012, the first year that this yeah. would fit on, an A4 is about $20,000, give or take a few, and an S4 is about $40,000. So wow. that adds quite a bit to the uh, to the price. So yeah. you're talking, you know, thirty or $50,000 to get to where you want to be. But what price can you put on happiness? <laughs> True happiness. And, you know, the, the thing, you know, they say that, you know, this can be used in stop-and-go traffic. It right. can be used yeah, on not uh, just interstates. No, it could also be used if you want to, uh, as they say, you can sit back and enjoy the ride on a long journey. So you could take mm-hmm. this on a long trip mm-hmm. and allow this thing to just go. Like, let's say that we're going from, uh, you know, Michigan down to Key West. Yeah. We're going to be on I-75 the entire time. The same road, I-75. Uh, you set the system, you know, to go.
1: And, mm-hmm. and really, I mean, aside from fuel stops, your hands free. Can I tell you about a a dream I have that's a little bit dumb, but this could, this could enable it. Of course. I really want to be able, the first time I drive in an autonomous car, I don't want to kick back and just sit there like uh, some schmuck. I want to be productive. So I'd really like to hook up like a George Foreman grill and make some sandwiches. Um, primarily because in stop and go traffic, it would be great for them to, for people, other drivers to say like, is this guy Cooking while he's driving? I could add a layer to this, Ben, if you'd like. Yeah, lay it on me. Why don't you sell those sandwiches in traffic? Oh, that is the best idea I have heard in 2015. You'd
2: have to sell them to the passengers of other vehicles because you'd be the only one with the luxury of not having to drive. You're right. However, if you were to uh, kind of build some little uh, add-on thing on the driver's door yeah like almost like a uh, like a shop front uh-huh. you know, like a, like a food truck
1: almost yeah we could just wrap the get a wrap on the vehicle too the great I'm, a, I'm an idea guy you're a big picture guy I can't really implement any of this <laughs> but I'm an idea guy. So uh we have our new get rich quick scheme. We go through about one a month. Uh we're gonna we're gonna work on the name and the branding for our sandwiches. But we hope you have enjoyed a look at some of these amazing aftermarket add ons because most people I think are not aware of how far this technology has gone.
2: Oh, I don't think so at all. And, and again, this will take your car that's, you know, a decade old like ours. Yep. And or even older. I mean, if it goes back to ninety six. And, uh, I mean, this really, it brings it right up to the future. Like, it brings it right up to right now with the latest technology. Not everything, but close to it. And, again, if you take out that $10,000 uh, cruise system, mm. you can do everything that we talked about today for just under 1600 bucks. I mean, that's not terrible. That's no. not It's not really Especially that bad. Especially depending on what you get. Yeah, I guess so.
1: And And would you really want to do everything, though, all at once? It seems like you would pick and choose one or two of these things, maybe. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh let us know if you have any experience with these add-ons. Scott, you and I've got to wrap it up because our buddies at Forward Thinking are probably uh probably ready to uh chomping at the bit, right? Yeah,
2: they're they're scratching at the door.
1: Yeah, they are uh Oh, I said chomping at the bit. It's actually champing at the bit. Uh, we're going to head out, but I can't head out without giving a shout out to that show, Forward Thinking. If you enjoy things that mention uh, the future, computers and cars, autonomous driving, even AI, then uh, do check out their audio and video podcast, which you can find um everywhere i guess (laughs)
2: yeah it seems pretty
1: easy just a quick google search will turn up just
2: about whatever you want
1: and you can see them of course on our youtube channel as well while you're online you can visit us at carstuffshow.com where you can hear every single podcast we've ever done which is a lot goes way back yeah, there's some deep cuts in there. And if you want to help us make new episodes in the future, then please send us your suggestions. I would I would love to hear uh, what people think about some of the space-age Star Trek-y stuff. You know? I would, too. Uh, so, Scott, if people want to send us an email, where should they go? Car stuff at HowStuffWorks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
0: What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
1: And I'm Austin Hankwitz.
0: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success.
1: From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug right, needed. Let's go.